we want you to enjoy the show. Wow, delicious. Hey, are you want you to enjoy the show. Enjoy the show. You're listening oh, to the wow. Jay and Dan podcast. Dance. Dance. Jim, can we leave your face up for the whole show? <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know if we have the screen grab of that. Oh, that was great. I wish we could, actually. That was awesome. If wow. you uh, are not watching the video portion, you're really missing out. Welcome to the Jay and Dan podcast, episode number 37, brought to you by DraftKings. Yeah, DraftKings. Go check it out. They're, they're, get, they're doing national commercials on the NFL on Fox. They're a big effing deal. They are a huge deal. I told my buddy about it while he was on the phone with me, uh, Mike. Uh, hi, buddy. Um he checked it out while he's on the phone. But he's like, I'm doing this. This is awesome. So DraftKings, make sure if you sign up, use the promo code J as in J, D as in Dan, P as in podcast. Uh, they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar. JDP. You put, you put in 25 bucks, they'll make it 50. You put in 50 bucks, they'll make it 100. You put in two bucks, they'll make it four bucks. So there you go. Uh, you, you don't have to play all season. You can play one-day fantasy football. Uh, they're giving you a chance to turn 27 bucks into $1 million playing one-week fantasy football. And best of all, if you're like Patrick and you don't have friends, you can play. <laughs> oh, Patrick. I'm Patrick picking can't even... Patrick. Patrick's True. so upset right now. He doesn't even right. know if you're here right now. He doesn't have his glasses on. Yeah, Patrick, <laughs> what is going on? You're so down right now. Patrick? You're sure a cute kid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Patrick, we got a letter from one of our listeners that said, Hey, Jay, I love the new pod. Having this special beer made for you is pretty cool. Jim's intros are amazing. They're very powerful. I went to the grocery store and picked up some salt and vinegar Lay's chips. They are very good. A podcast question. Does Dan really hate Pat? I know he is joking, but sometimes he looks really annoyed by Patrick. School just started and is going pretty well. But anyway, what are your opinions on the Ray Rice situation? It is very bizarre. A picture from that video made the cover of the weekly Sports Illustrated. Roger Goodell is probably more stressed out than Obama. Anywho, I really enjoyed the pod this week, and I can't wait till next week's pod. Talk soon, Andy. Thank you, Andy. That's very nice. Kind of a couple of questions here. The <laughs> weekly Sports Illustrated, as far as I know, it was always weekly. Uh, and Dan, do you really hate Pat? Of course not. I'm Patrick. Patrick and I always go back and forth on Twitter. Yeah. It's great. It, there does seem to be some tension there. No, is there tension? No. Oh, that didn't sound Ooh. convincing. <laughs> the pause there. Wow. That did not sound convincing wow. to me. Not at all. Wow. Get, see, Go f- yourself. <laughs> Patrick, did you notice the lines at the Dunkin' Donut? The first Dunkin' Donuts in LA have finally subsided. Yeah. There's still like five people outside of the store trying to get in, but I they're went, not around the block. I went yesterday. It was and? the first time I had driven by, and the line was inside. And it tasted like Dunkin' Donuts always tastes. Like, yeah, like, like I grew up with. Mop water and yeah. mixed with <laughs> but hey, semen. When you've grown up on that mop water, it's, it's good. No, I don't. My, honestly, Dunkin' Donuts is America's Tim Hortons. Or, yeah, yeah. 
It you is. can actually get donuts. Like, it's a donut chain. Yeah, there's donuts, and then the coffee's okay. And, yeah, it's like it's a serviceable donut I'll shop. say, as far as, like, quick stop, like, fast food breakfasts, I like their sam- breakfast sandwiches the best. It's just quick, and it's better than, like, they have more options than Starbucks. I'm sure it's extremely healthy, too. Why don't you just <laughs> shut the <laughs> f*** up? <laughs> Patrick, <laughs> my kids. I'm trying to get a rise out of Patrick because he came in so down, he's so dejected. He's been—they're working you too hard. Yeah, That's there's the too problem. much internet to to, to scour. To internet, yeah, to there's, internet. there is a lot. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I'd uh, rather be on my computer than doing just about anything. We're going to get to that video today. Are we? It's a 90s guide to the 80s. No, 90s guide to the internet? <laughs> oh, yeah. The guide they did, to the internet. The internet. Oh, we the haven't done that yet. I would so much rather watch a 90s guide to the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I always have a correction to make. Oh. Iron Mike Sharp, uh, Jeremy Taggart pointed this out. Mm-hmm. I called him Canada's strongest man, but that's, that's not right. He's Canada's greatest athlete. Right. Uh, Canada's strongest man was Dino Bravo. And you know what we have to do one day? We have to um, organize these from first to last on the Canada Canadian Wall what? of Fame. Mike already yeah. has to put them up and down every actually, week. Actually, no, they do have to come down. We don't have to actually like take the picture down, but we'll like we'll rank them on the podcast. Oh, so rank oh. them in order of importance? Yes. So Ben. Well, Mul- then we're Rooney, missing a few one. though. Ben Mulroney's ben, hidden by Arnold. Yeah. Number one. He has his own place. Yeah, we can't hide Ben. He's his there own he place in the yeah. world. There you go. Ben. And a lot of people. Thanks for the great tweets about yeah. Mac yeah. on the Wall of Fame. People Very love cool. that. Yeah. Mac even uh, tweeted us and said thanks a lot. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Go awesome. for it, Mac. And uh, Trailer Park Boys this week are oh. uh, on the Wall of Fame. Hey, I was thinking about something as I was watching the new. Has anyone watched the new season on Netflix? I just watched like the first episode. I haven't watched the whole thing. I don't see J-Rock there. I don't see our old friend Jonathan Torrance hmm. there. Is it? I wonder why. We'll have to I ask Taggart about that later on. The show. I saw the Trailer Park Boys on the Tom Green Live, and Bubbles was not in character. So Wait, Mike Smith. Did he play his sand, sandbox too? No, Mike Smith was there um, in as as himself. Hmm. Just said, for the, for American listeners, uh, Bubbles, Mike Smith was in a band called Sandbox. That's right. And they had a hit. Hit song, Curious? YouTube it, Curious. Pretty good tune. Oh, could we play that? Probably not. Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> damn it. Damn it. That's, that's um, too bad. So, uh, Jay, you, I can't wait to hear about this. I purposely did not ask any questions about it. You went to a comedy showcase yeah. on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure it was great. We'll get to the comedy in a second. Sure, but sure. who drove you to the comedy showcase? Yeah, producer Tim drove. And <laughs> if uh, you remember from past podcasts, he is the worst driver on earth. <laughs> yeah. Here's a perfect example. One time we were driving with Tim in um, British Columbia. Uh, we said, okay, you have to turn around, Tim, because uh, we're going the wrong way. Tim pulled into a driveway <laughs> and then went back again. He says, "I which way am I going?" He literally had to turn the car around and go the other way, and he got lost. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> Tim is that um, directionally challenged. He is directionally challenged. Um, I will say this though, and this may be disappointing to you, Tulsi, but he actually did a pretty good job. Now he only had to go down the 405 from Santa Monica to Irvine. He literally had to traverse the 405. One freeway that's it so it wasn't a difficult drive but i will say he was in a good mood some some pretty quick stops behind cars (laughs) i won't lie about that did he do the stop short well at at one point because my friend danny came with us and he was sitting in the back seat my wife was in the front seat and there was a couple times danny was like looking over at me like is this guy for real with the brakes (laughs) but he was okay he was okay but the reason i think he was in he was in a good mood for the first time I think ever wow. in his whole life because the Bills are 2-0. and 
I'm honestly convinced of that. The Buffalo okay. Bills had just won, and then we got in the car, and then we went down to the comedy show. Uh, did he smoke darts the entire way? He's so funny, too, because, again, he, we get there. We, we're going to eat. We stop at a restaurant. We get out of the vehicle, and he lights up a dart. And then we get to an elevator. We're going down in a parquet to an elevator. So he's just started the dart. And my wife's, like, hitting the elevator button. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa like, let him have his dart. And he's like, no, it's okay. Okay, it's gone. There it is. And that was it. He was still exhaling while getting in the right, elevator. Right, right. And then you get in the elevator with him, and you, you get the full effect. You might as well have smoked a carton that day. <laughs> and he you loves the full. Marlboros. Oh, yeah. He's crushing. He's like the Marlboro man. Uh, producer Tim is our long-suffering producer that moved to uh, the United States with us from Canada. We don't know why he came, but he's here. Yeah, and I got to say, he. I think something ch- has changed in him. Mm. Like, he's happier than he's Love ever life. been. Maybe that's it. Maybe he's got himself a little lady on the side. Mm-hmm. Little Santa Monica lady. Some street woman. Okay, so you went to this comedy showcase. I've never <laughs> I've never seen so many comedians on one bill. It was like a Lollapalooza of comedy. It was Is it is it too much? Are you like are you saying okay, I, I can't take any more It's comedy. weird because there was two stages. There was a small stage. Okay. It was like an amphitheater, like the Molson Amphitheater in Toronto, like an actual amphitheater, but then there was a smaller stage where other comedians started at. And the problem with that one was there was just grass in front of it. So it was like a mosh pit in front of a comedy show. Like, it was weird. You're just standing right. there, and you're like, so, but, okay, first of all, Mark Marin, do you know that WTF podcast oh, with Mark huge. Maron? Yeah, Massive huge podcast. podcast. Better than I expected as a comedian. Pretty good. He's like angry comedy. Well, right? this is the thing. If you listen to his podcast, then I'm sure some of you guys who are listening are fans. I am, I'm a fan of Mark's podcast. I really like his interviewing style. But there's 20 minutes at the beginning of the podcast where he rants, and it's borderline unlistenable because (laughs) he's just ranting about his life and how miserable he is and and it's the same thing every time so then again i'm talking about masturbating every time so who am i to talk but anyway he was pretty funny he was pretty good and then brody stevens who we tried to get on the show he'll be uh, on this week he's probably going to come on he's on our fantasy football show hilarious as an MC, like so funny so great um and then that chris d'elia who's on undateable who's whitney stevens boyfriend on the whitney show he's all right but you had the, the big names. You had Louis C.K. Okay, so Louis C.K. crushed it. You and I have discussed his fourth season of Louis, how we were disappointed in it. It wasn't funny. It just wasn't funny. It wasn't. It's not a comedy anymore. No, it's exactly. Like, like, and I know like some episodes and other seasons had been serious, but this whole season, this last one, was just a bummer. But he brought it. It was awesome. He was great. Um, Jim Gaffigan. Pretty funny. My wife liked him because it was he, she was the only comic who didn't talk about jerking off the whole time. He his comedy is all about food. Isn't it's it? he's just talks about how how fat he is and how much he likes food and how he doesn't like fish. And he's like, I hate fish. Like and, it's great. And do, did he do the voice where he's like, What is he talking yeah. about? Well, yeah, he's like, he always says, I'm so fat. I love to eat so much. And he's like, I love TV. There's so many shows. Like, he's great. He's great. But it was, he, he's, the problem with him is. He's for your whole family comedy. He is. He's a good, like, if you want to go to a show with, with your wife or girlfriend, he's a perfect guy to, to go with because he's harmless and he doesn't, he's not, like, my, he, I couldn't believe how many people were just foul-mouthed. It was actually hilarious. <laughs> um, Aziz sorry. Maybe the worst stand-up comedian I've ever seen in my entire life. And so I guess we'll never have him on the show. Wow. <laughs> he was guess terrible. That. He was the second from the top. Like, Louis C.K. was the headliner, and Aziz was second from the top. People left after Aziz. They didn't stay for Louis C.K. Because they were coming to see Aziz. Listen, I love him on Parks and Rec. Awesome. I think he's hilarious on that show. He's a great actor on that show. He's a great comic actor. But the stand-up was so formulaic and... 
talking about uh, dating women. The women are like Skittles and relationships are like a healthy, nutritious salad. And he did 20 minutes on that. And I'm like, dude. Didn't he make a, like a fortune off his $5 comedy special off you could buy it online? Yeah. Well, I, I, he followed Louis C.K.'s yeah. uh, formula there, I think. His, uh, I will say this about Aziz. He did the driving in cars with comedians with Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And it. You said I, it was the worst one. I felt I bad for him it. because at one point, so Jerry Seinfeld obviously made a lot of money and he does stand up. He doesn't do it outrageously like Aziz because the car they chose was Aziz tour bus. So Jerry gets on this and Aziz says like, hey, did you have a tour bus when you did your comedy tours? And you could just see Jerry saying like, oh my God, yeah. no. He's got, like, it, it, this is what <sighs> happened to him. He was an okay comic. Then he got on a hit show, and now all of a sudden he's headlining things he shouldn't be headlining. He's not that strong of a comic. That's just my personal opinion. I just don't think he's that good of a comic. Bill Burr was unbelievable. I love him. Also a Patriots fan like Engineer Jim. Just slayed for like 25 minutes. That was the thing. They all went on for like 25 minutes. So it's kind of cool. You got 25 minutes of Gaffigan, 25 minutes of Aziz, 25 minutes of Bill Burr, and then probably more like 45 of Louis C.K. And then at the end, the coolest thing was... Louis C.K. jumps off. Uh, Brody Stevens comes out and says, we got a special surprise from you. And Dave Chappelle comes out. Wow. He heard about the event, flew in from his farm in Iowa, or Ohio, rather, where he lives, and uh, did like 20 minutes of nonsensical nothing. He really had nothing prepared. Probably could have been a bit more prepared. (laughs) (laughs) But everyone just loved it anyway. But he's jacked. Like, he is, like, jacked right now. I I guess he's just working out on his farm. Um. Did because Jay and I do a lot of events uh, uh, where we go and speak to large groups and stuff. Did it make you feel better about our performance when we do these events? It, it, after Aziz's performance, <laughs> yes. After Bill Burr, no. I, I was like, we need to charge less. We should charge less than we're charging. And the other thing is, I've been to lots of. As you know, I love go to go see bands. I've been to lots and lots of concerts. Never have I been to any event where so much weed smoke has been in the air. Like. A comedy show, right? Like, everyone's just smoking weed and watching comedy. Horrible. I can't believe people do that. It was thick. And the air was thick. It was like 110 degrees Fahrenheit down there. My friend Peter wore jeans. I'm, he's been living here for like five years. I'm like, <laughs> what are you doing? He's like, oh, God, I'm so hot. So strange. Do, are they touring the country with this? Yeah, they're all over the country. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally. And like Sarah Silverman was on the, sh- the bill the night before, but she wasn't on our night. But I th- don't think Aziz was on the night before. I wish we had it Sarah instead of Aziz. But anyway. <laughs> anyway, it was great. It was a great show. Tim and Eric weren't there, were they? No, no, they weren't. Because they they're doing their own live stuff right now. With uh, John C. Riley as Tim and Eric, our two favorite comedians, just started their new show, uh, Bedtime Stories. So hopefully we can get Tim and Eric to come in at some point. And also the Eric Andre show. Watched it last night. I cannot get enough of that yeah, it's show. It's a great show. If you get a chance to see and the Hannibal Eric Andre Bur- show. Hannibal Burris is great as his sidekick. It, it is whacked. Yeah. It is the most yeah, effed up crazy. show I've ever seen. But you met him. You went and saw him, remember, and you met him. Yeah, I met him. His but stand- you said he was very kind of normal off of, off of the stage. Off of the stage, but on stage, <laughs> just offending everyone. People are leaving during the show. <laughs> yes, I love that. That's like when we go speak places. People leave No, the they don't. No, they no. don't. No, you're right. We're very uh, wholesome. <laughs> no. no, we're not, though. That's I think that's the problem. Like People are expecting we're going to be telling stories like, well, when we met Lanny McDonald and went out to... <laughs> 
He went out to his farm in Alberta and harvested wheat. But no, we're up there. We're like, yeah, you know, Donovan McNabb is gaining weight by the second. And... Ah, he's trimming up now. Actually, Donovan looks pretty good. You know who looks great? Randy Moss. He's so good on TV. Like, he just he's awesome on our show. I, I still haven't met him yet, though. Can Why we don't we get, get him in here? Can we get Randy? Yeah. How can I? Have he's only him? here uh, m- Sundays and Mondays, though. So it is. We'd have to do it. Okay, so keep him one more night. Come in yeah, on Tuesday. Tell him at... to stay, Randy. You gotta sure. stay, Randy. Be like. F- no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you would. Um, not to rub this into people from Calgary, um, because I know it snowed there last week, but it's a heat wave here right now. Yeah, it's really oh, hot. It's hot. We got to get Ben in here. Ben uh, Ben Glebe is our uh, guest. Ben, come on in. I think I see you. We got 10 minutes with Ben. He's hosting the Idiot Test on the Game Show Network. And he's going to give us an idiot he's test. He's going to give us, we us an gonna idiot test. We are going to fail miserably. We are going to fail. And ladies and gentlemen, Ben Glebe. Ben? 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 I'll open the door, maybe. Ben. Yay! Hey, ben! Hi, Ben. How are you? Come have a seat. You got your uh, you got your carry-all with you? I do every carry-on wherever I go. What, what, is, what have you what's got in, in there? Is this regulation size? Am I allowed to bring this into the studio? Sure, studio? yeah. You could totally bring it. What do you have in there? Uh, I've got... Vaporizer. I have, I, have, I have a bomb, and then... <laughs> is that allowed still? Yeah, as far as I'm concerned. Oh, good. I have a computer. I have a uh, probably an e-cigarette. I probably have... Ooh, you're one oh, of the e guys. You got guys. the blue, the blue I've light. I just started doing it, the blue light. Yeah. yeah. How, how is that working for you? Because it's, it's great. A, yeah. Everyone's doing it now. I'm not even a smoker. I've never smoked. And I've <laughs> you literally, just you try it. I'm, I'm regressing into e-cigarettes. I don't know why I'm That's doing amazing. that. But I see Weird. people on those e-cigs, and they like, they're lost in life just hauling on that thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. They go to another place. I like it. I don't, mine doesn't even have any nicotine in it. It's just a flavored fume that I'm inhaling. So does it give you anything? Yeah. No, I just enjoy having smoke in my mouth and it tastes good. Okay. Oh. I like All having right, smoke. It feels very dramatic. But it's kind of off, off-putting because you can just mm-hmm. use it in your workplace. And so right. our boss, we had a meeting with our boss last week and we're talking to him that all of a sudden he just pulls it out and just like mm-hmm. looking at us straight in the eye just takes a <laughs> haul off this thing. Yeah, I'm but like, oh, probably, I didn't know that was there. It probably really focused you in on that moment. I guess it did. <laughs> I guess it I mean, I was clearly intimidated by yeah. it. But Before yeah. I even weird. heard about e-cigarettes, Someone was smoking one on a flight beside me. This is like a year or two ago when yeah. they first came out. I'm like, what the f- what's going on right yeah, now? Yeah, you thought you were in the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You thought you'd been transported it back. It felt a little bit like that, actually. And you're also wearing jeans. Again, why the jeans? It's like I don't know. I had there. an audition. I had an audition for a Ooh. McDonald's commercial for a Christmas commercial. They wanted Christmas attire in 110 degree weather. <laughs> and so this is your Christmas attire. I had a scarf on and a oh, tie wow. <laughs> in 110 degree weather. So did they get, does McDonald's got rid of the big red couch? Was that a part the of random, the audition? The random, the random red, red couch. couch. Have you seen that you commercial? No, I, I do not know those commercials. It's can, we, can we play it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll sure find. We we'll play it for Ben. Yeah, I just find it. Listen, if if I if they made me wear a scarf in 110 degree weather and jeans, and I don't book the commercial, yeah. I'm suing. F- I'm gonna them. sue them. <laughs> I don't feel as though they have the ability to do that. To it's somebody. not right. It's not. No. Right. Was it on what, the lot here? Because I saw yeah, a sign when we came in. Welcome McDonald's. No, that's just probably people named McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> the McDonald's family. McDonald's family. Welcome anybody named McDonald's. Are always welcome. Okay, here's Lanny, the It's Lanny McDonald's. Oh, here we go. Random it's, red couch. Yeah. Got a random red couch. Don't ask me why. People eating favorites with a girl or a guy. Got a random red couch. Pull up a seat. You don't want to be the one with nothing to eat. We got a random Okay, enough of that. Okay, I mean. How have you not seen this? That commercial's everywhere. A, I don't watch commercials. (laughs) 
ever because I'm, I'm an adult in modern life, not in the 70s. Who what are you talking about? You don't watch, you don't watch I football? Don't watch commercials. <laughs> I don't watch commercials. I get up, I leave the room, and yeah, I listen to music. I watch them at sports bars where they bring up music during commercial. If that's the three minutes you have to hit on the girl next to you. I don't know how you have it. That, that no. commercial. commercial's blown up YouTube. 454 views. <laughs> Allow me to say this, okay? Everywhere. I did not know about that commercial. If I'm now offered this part, I will not take the part for the McDonald's commercial. I don't want to be part of <laughs> I really appreciate that. Or let that me take it back. You're a man of integrity. Or let me take it back before you fully stamp me as a man of integrity. Or I'll take the part, and I'll act in the commercial, okay? I'm going to act so well that I will raise their level and subvert the system and stick it to McDonald's That's that bull- way. Everything you're saying is bullshit. You'll take the part because it's good. Was, no, no. I want to subvert whatever <laughs> I said about you subverting. You will take that part. It's What's the hamburglar there? The hamburg. Who is the hamburglar? Oh no, was God. he there? The hamburger's always there. Yeah, he's the casting director. The hamburger. <laughs> is the hamburger there? The hamburger. Yeah. yeah. He was the there? Casting he's the director. casting director. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Mid scene, you feel like you're really connected, and all of a sudden, a man looks like he's in prison, storms in, says, Yeah, great, 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 and steals your money and your burgers. <laughs> and your burgers. It's Did you really book weird. it? Do you think you booked it? I feel great about it. Here's the interesting thing, too. I. Uh, Went in there, and it wasn't even for a speaking part. I don't typically audition for non-speaking part roles to be somebody having fun in a holiday scene in a McDonald's commercial. And I see a girl as I'm walking in, also waiting to audition with me. We go in together. We look at each other like we know each other, walking out. And she goes, do you recognize me? And I go, yes, but from what? She goes, uh, we dated a couple times <gasps> like nine years ago. What? And, and I, I knew I recognized her nose from that. She knew all the <laughs> details about my life. And I said, do you have a boyfriend now? She said no. And I said, maybe we should give it another try. And? and I'm gonna take her out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's awesome. I'm take this girl that's out. That's awesome. First off, yeah, that is my need... biggest yeah. pet peeve yeah, in life. Really when someone says, "Don't you recognize oh, me?" Great. That's a yeah. dick move. It's a hard move. Yeah, that's that's bullshit. Because you have to say yes. You have to, even if you don't, you have to say, "Of course." Or I how recognize about you. how about just be a regular human? Say, "Hi, Ben. How you doing?" Yeah, yeah. Don't say, "Oh, you don't know me." Agreed. You agreed. I agree. Ugh. I agree with you completely. <laughs> Forget it. I'm not going to go out with her. Yeah, I won't take don't go out with her. Commercial. You're a man of integrity. I, You're not going you, out with that wait, chick. Before you stamp me with that, let me just say <laughs> maybe I will go out with her, date her, have sex with her, and then like she'll just know. Like, And I'll tell her, like, don't ever say that to somebody again. And that could really improve her right, life. And right. I've subverted the system. Just did you after have, you finished. Did you mm-hmm. have sex the first time you dated her? I don't think so. I would have remembered that. Would you have, though? No, no. I like to say I would have because people listening would be like, oh, that's the guy who remembers who he's bones. And then you call me out and I'm like, mm, no. But that move you just pulled is almost as bad. It's almost as dick a move as somebody saying, don't you remember me? It's as being on a podcast and saying, I'd remember everybody I made love to. And you say, would you though? That's as dick a move because I have to admit, no, I would not. Yeah. Well, we, I'm just trying. We to, might have had. I, I want to have an honest conversation. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. Yeah, I'm trying to help you. Um, like that. Are you taking her to a McDonald's on your date? I hope so, because we already have that established. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and you know, maybe it'll be magic. Maybe sometimes you need nine years to cool off after a first couple. <laughs> maybe of you're both in a different place <laughs> in your life. Exactly. You, right. you need nine years for the last McDonald's visit to pass through your system. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, uh, tell us about your show, man. All right. All right. The Idiot Test. Yes, indeed. Tell us about it. It's called Idiot Test. It's on Game Show Network. It airs every Tuesday. Tuesday at 9 and 9.30. Idiot okay. test is spelled as one word for some reason. 
one T in the middle, so we failed our own idiot test right off the bat. Right, right. And it's an out-of-the-box kind of game show. Basically, instead of testing trivia like most shows do, it gives you these, these like, brain puzzles and brain teasers, and you have to figure them out while the clock's ticking down. So oh, you that's can actually, too much pressure. It is a lot of pressure. That seems like a lot it of is. pressure. It can, is. I can quiz you guys if you yeah, want. Yeah, that's what we, we were hoping that you would do that. I will do that. I will okay. do that. See, do that. game shows are so much easier when you just say, no whammies, no whammies, no whammies. I know, and just <laughs> hit a button. Yeah. Agreed. Okay, Agreed. let's do the idiot test. This let's is a harder one. This is a harder one. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. I'm going to give you two tests. Okay, one at a time, okay. obviously, but you okay. play together. And oh, we, why don't we, you do, do it? Do we work together? No, because oh. I want you to see who. It's all about time. Oh, oh. You do. gotcha. So okay. you got to chime in before the other guy, right? Okay. You got to oh, chime in real God, quick. God, I'm going to fail quick, at this. Oh, this right is going to be brutal. Okay, here we go. the worst. In a race, okay? In a race. Okay. And we're talking like a running race, not like a race of people. In a race, what place are you in when you pass the second place person? First place? And you got the idiot test completely wrong. You are an idiot. I'm sorry. When you to pass say. the second place person, you should be in first. Yeah, you're both idiots, and you, you you're, <laughs> you're even more of an idiot because you get the same answer I wrong know. after second your place. buddy got it wrong. Second yes, this man place. was staring at us here. Jim had it second the whole time. place. Yeah, Jim of says second yes. place, of course. So you're, we shouldn't be playing the right. idiot test, but Mike and Jim. Should. Well, no, <laughs> we I both like. Got it right. I like when people get them wrong. That's when I get to make fun of them. That's do you better say, for do me. you call people idiots on the show? Oh yeah. I make fun of <laughs> people like pretty, pretty much. Show, actually. Yeah. Do they win money? Yeah, they win up to ten thousand oh, dollars, or they get crap. humiliated by me, or some combination of the two. Hmm. Ten grand. It's a really good time, and uh, yeah, obviously, you know, you, you've overtaken the second place person. You're the new second place. You're not first place. So you know, and you no, get we to understand learn. now. You, you didn't have to <laughs> yeah, explain okay. it to us. Now. How dumb? Okay, how about how about another one? Give sure. us another. Yeah. Okay, yeah. another one. All right, all right. How many months have thirty days? I'm going to go seven. Incorrect. I didn't just try to get the answer in there. Giving you two more seconds. Four? One. And that is also incorrect. Five. So you're thinking five. I said five. You said five. You, oh, you're both claiming the oh, five. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I don't know it. which of you two, our third five. and fourth answers, got it five. And luckily, all four of you are completely incorrect. Yes! yes. For all the months? Except 11, for February? 11. All 11. except for February have at least Oh, uh, yeah. Or so we should have been. This is great. <laughs> I like this uh, show. Sure. So I, <laughs> I like this game. Excellent. Game show <laughs> network. terrible at it. Like, okay, okay let's keep going. Let's keep going. You want another one? Yeah. We got one more, and then we got to wrap more. it up. All right, I'm trying to think if I even have another one in my brain ready to go for you. Uh, do I? I should. I should. All right. All right. All right. Jim was born on April 4th, 1990. Okay. How many birth dates has he had? Zero, one. 23 or 24? 24. 24. We always go for the obvious and obviously Three. incorrect. <laughs> yeah, you guys are wrong. Again. 23. You're, 23. You're wrong also. You're 0 for... You're 0 He's for had a, 7. He's had one birth date. He's had many birth days. 24 birth days. Oh. Oh. I clearly said birth dates. we really guys. let you down here. Yeah, you did. You did let me down. But we came to... Am I, I allowed that, to take the McDonald's commercial now? At least well, I was going to say, I feel like we got some clarity did about you get, your life. Yeah, we did. <laughs> did you get McDonald's food? No, they don't even give you that. No catering? Like just Big Macs, Quarter Pounders, later. No, none of that. I was so hungry from just even thinking about food that I had to go and stop and I Googled on my Around Me app what the nearest coffee shop with Wi-Fi was. Went to a place called Unurban. Sounded like a good idea. Went in and I realized, oh, fun, bohemian, hippie, hippie coffee shop does not have air conditioning, of course. Oh, oh. F- Sat there with, with hot... Hot chicken salad in front of me. Oh. Hot, <laughs> hot unemployed screenwriters. Have yes. fun with that salmonella. Dreadlocks. I will be good. I already, I already feel terrible. Like, I feel okay, Ben, we got to let you go, but, uh, but one more Agreed. time. Uh, idiot test. Yes. Nine 
and 9.30? And 9.30, two new episodes a week. Yeah. Tuesdays. And uh, this is good because all the, we're from Canada. All the Canadians yes. can see you, too, because they get Game Show Network. I like that very much. So it's very cool. It was yeah. great meeting you, man. Same here. Thank best you for having you, me in. Best of luck to you with the McDonald's. Will yes. you let us know about the McDonald's commercial? Will you keep us posted on that? Of course I will, yes. Okay. Yes. We, well, and here's how I'm going to let you know. You can just see it on TV. I don't watch <laughs> commercials. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know how do you not watch commercials? <laughs> what are you not? You're That's not how we bring it all around. I like that very much. I like bring that. it all okay. around. I like that. I'm going to go uh, lion or big red cap somewhere. Okay, my okay. excited. <laughs> all right. Have fun. Best of luck to you. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, that was thanks, fun. man. Anytime. Making us feel like idiots. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we did that to ourselves. Yeah, we Ben did. just asked the questions. Thanks, Ben. He's going to haul on that e-cig. Oh, yeah. Producer Tim will be out there for sure. Our producer, but he'll have real ones. <laughs> What a nice guy. The the exit is always so awkward. I, it is. Mike, we got to come up with a do, system. How do we do it? It's so Should we have so like somebody awkward. come out, like a pretty yes. girl come in? and We need someone to come oh, in. She'll oh, escort yeah. you out. I feel bad always. Yeah, we should do that. I just There we go. Oh, ben was great. I okay, like that, sounds pretty like a pretty, that sounds like a pretty good yeah. show. Yeah, it gets you yeah. thinking. I like oh, that. I love that. Yeah. Uh, not sure if I mentioned, but... Uh, the J and Dan podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Yeah. Use the promo code JDP when you make your first deposit. You receive a $2 satellite entry ticket into the Million Maker Contest for free. And also, they match uh, your uh, first deposit up to 600 bucks. So there you go. Um, here's another email we got. <laughs> this is from Quinn. Hey, Andre and Toolsy, big fan of the pod. Just a quick question for you. How many crunches do you crush a day? And by crunches, I, of course, mean turds. Because let's face it, Toolsy, there's no maintenance going on there. I don't get that part. I crunch about five times a day. Is this normal? Again, huge fan of the pod. And miss you guys on SportsCenter. Hashtag Engineer Jim for president. I couldn't agree more with that. Thank you. Uh, If you're taking five a day you probably should see a doctor i think right if if i had fast food or something the night before it'll be more than one usually just one though yeah usually a normal healthy person one maybe two. no i think you're supposed to have two or three two or three no I think you're supposed no to. way no I'm one check. a day one. come on yeah one one a day and at the same time every day if, if at all possible delicious <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh, let's call Shregs. Let's see what he's up yeah, to. I don't even think one a day. I would say like Here we go. five a week. No. One of the most whoa, 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 whoa. No. Back that up a little bit. I don't bit think here. you should f- every day. Hey, you. What? what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? What is wrong? You're bunged up, aren't You're you? That's, that that explains so much about Mike. No way. <laughs> You're pretty full regular. Of shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. You don't. You should. I know. Once, you should shit once a day, Mike. If you're not I mean, once a day. Not every day, though. Wow. No, that's not right. You are not eating enough fiber. Yeah, that's that not, is not, not right. Fiber. You do eat a yeah. lot of fiber? Oatmeal, apples, whatever else. <laughs> <laughs> Bananas, those are fiber. Here, one of the most Oatmeal. common Drink questions. Drink coffee. One of the most common questions relates to frequency, although there's no one right answer for this. Normal bowel habits vary. When we talk about regularity, what we're talking about is what's regular for you. Three bowel movements per day. To three per week is considered the normal. Three per week? No. No. That's three right. per week? So like five. <laughs> no. No. Three is if not do, five. If you don't poop no, during. In between. If you go one day without pooping, that's not right. Yeah. I'm saying it right now. I got I to agree with Toolsy on this one. You got to shit more, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really worried about Mike Botticello at this point. 
Uh, do you, I'll start counting. How's that? You still have the the cup, the mug found, that turned into I a cup? I found the uh, the Corner Gas mug. There's a piece of it down here. Corner Gas movie coming out uh, December in Canada. Yeah. Make sure you check out. Uh, Dan, myself, Dutchie. I spoke to Dutchie on the phone uh, the other day. Nice. He's going How's back he to the primetime shift at TSN. He is. He's leaving the uh, 1 a.m. show. Yeah, that was too late. He said, uh, that was a donkey shift, wasn't it? And I said, <laughs> you know, it wasn't uh, bad for me. But for, for him to go from doing the early show and then going to the late, that would have been too much for him, and I think it came right after the U.S. Open when there were those like five setters with Roundage that yeah. were going in the three in the morning, and he was probably so he's going to be back with Jennifer Hedge. Back with Hedge. That's awesome. Back with Hedge. That's good news. Speaking of back, Pete Schrager's back on the oh. Jay and Dan podcast. Hey, Schrager, where are you right now? Hey guys, I'm back in New York City. I just got back from five days in uh, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota, with the Vikings, with the Adrian Peterson stuff. Been covering it for Fox Sports One. Peter Schrager, our uh, NFL insider. Um, so tell us about. Uh, we'll get into the Adrian Peterson stuff, but uh, tell us about the stadium that the uh, the Vikings are playing in right now. Pretty cool. You know, they're usually we're playing in the Metrodome, and they're moving into a new stadium in 2016. But for the next two years, they're going to be playing at the University of Minnesota, what's known as TCF Bank Field. Uh, very cool atmosphere, a college atmosphere. Only about 50,000 seats in the building when a typical NFL stadium has about 70 to 80,000. Uh, very small and intimate, and if the, if the game had different circumstances, I think that there would have been a lot more energy and a lot more buzz. And It's going to be a tough place for visiting teams to win at come wintertime because it's outdoors in the middle of Minnesota, which is pretty cool. Uh, Shregs, are you already tired of all this, uh, this stuff with the NFL and, uh, what's wrong with the NFL? And, uh, like to me, they should just send out a tweet that says, Hey, we hired four chicks. It's fine. That's what they kind of did. I mean, I've been getting emails. No, like Jay, like I'm getting emails from the NFL every day about new appointments that they have in their front office. And this one's on conduct policy. And this woman used to work for Joe Biden. Now she's going to be working here. Yeah. There's this guy who's a former FBI agent. It's hilarious, uh, isn't it? Meanwhile, we haven't seen Roger Goodell since his interview with CBS uh, last Wednesday. So, you know, I, I, I think there's a chance for this to blow over a little bit. But, hey, the social issues are out there. And I was just at, uh, at a gym, and they've got, you know, all the TVs up. And you got ESPN doing their thing. Fox Sports 1's on one of them. We're doing our thing. And then you got MSNBC, CNN, Fox News. And they're all talking about Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson, and that's what gets me. It's, you know, there's a lot of things going on in our corrupt government. There's a lot of stuff elsewhere, but the NFL has a target right now, and you've got people who don't cover the NFL, people who are just professional pundits, all speaking down to the NFL, and that includes some of these corporate sponsors, whether it be Radisson or Anheuser-Busch today. Uh, they're all making a, you know, a big, big deal right now about how the NFL's wrong, but, you know, I did a, I did a piece for Fox Sports 1 today, and, I, I know you can say, hey, these guys are celebrities, they can circumvent the law, but you look at the arrests, the NFL players are 3% of, you know, of, of the national arrest thing. There's only 3% of the players have been arrested. Meanwhile, the national average is higher than that. So let's not just point at the NFL and say all oh, these guys are murderers and thugs. There are a lot of good guys who are doing good things, and it really bothers me uh, when people are looking at the NFL like all these players are just awful goons. So, Peter, you were at the uh, the Vikings news conferences. How was the atmosphere? Because, as you said, usually you cover a team and it's just NFL writers, NFL reporters, but you had a mix of everyone there. Rick Spielman's press conference, he's the general manager of the Vikings, was unlike any I've ever been at before. I didn't go to any of the Sandusky hearings. I didn't go to any of those stuff. But this was unreal. And yesterday I was sitting with Sal Palantonio from ESPN, and I'm sitting with Robert Klemko, who writes for Monday Morning Quarterback on SportsIllustrated.com. The three of us are there. And then you've got the local guys who are kind of quiet during this whole thing because they've, they've got a line to walk here. They need to get access to Spielman on a daily basis. And then you have all of the local stations 
investigative unit. So you've got guys <laughs> who usually spend their time oh, on Capitol Hill, and they're just battering. I mean, they are just grilling this guy, grilling the GM on what did you know, when did you know it. And Rick Spielman's usually pretty buttoned up, a guy who's not really frazzled. He thought he was going to come into this, give a statement, and then talk about maybe the injuries of the day. It was not that. If you can get access to this link, it's on the web, I'm sure, somewhere. 30 minutes of just a grilling of this guy, the details. You know, and I asked the question, and he still hasn't answered. Peterson was gone for two days during August. It took care of, quote-unquote, personal business back home during training camp. They said that just this past Friday was the first time they knew he was formally charged and got all the details on this thing. When your star player in the middle of training camp says, I got to go away for two days, <laughs> nobody asks what, what the situation was. Nobody follows up and says, wow. well, where are you going? What are you doing? A lot of question marks there within the Vikings. And uh, it was a very interesting press conference because it was one, if you want to think that NFL media is soft on the NFL or we're soft, on, no, this was a grueling like I've never seen before. Shrakes, am I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I was talking to these guys before the podcast started. Did Peterson, according to the court reports, actually stuff leaves in the kid's mouth before he beat him with the switch? There's stories that, yeah, he had leaves in his mouth. When I don't know all the details. I haven't gone through it. We don't have access to that right now. We don't know God. the police reports. Now, the Vikings, they say they had 48 hours between when they deactivated him on the past Friday to Sunday and then Monday when they activated and reinstated him. And, guys, we're recording this on a Tuesday. I'm not so certain he definitely plays next Sunday. I think there's still a chance he, again, is pulled yeah. off. I mean, the, the goalposts continue to move on this one, and there's nothing is set in stone. But from what they did that, that Friday to that Monday, they said they talked to both Peterson personally several times and talked to his attorney several times, and they felt comfortable reinstating him to the team, and they thought they knew enough about the situation that they are comfortable and feel just fine with him being back with the squad. Uh, on a lighter note, I know something really upset you this week, uh, Peter Schrager, when news came out that the bean counters at Olive Garden said no more <laughs> free salads and no more unlimited breadsticks. They came down, they said, we got to start saving money, and we know this is one of your, your chain staples. This that is you one love. of your go-to. This is a Schrager go-to. Guys, if Adrian Peterson is, is number one on my priority list right now, the Olive Garden situation is uh, number two. And let me go into it right now. Okay, look. <laughs> Last week, a, a hedge fund, uh, uh, you know, a bunch of Ivy Leaguers with their sweaters and their, and their you know, expense accounts came out with a 300-page article that released what? to the media. This hedge fund was a 300-page article on why the Olive Garden is not a profitable company and why the Olive Garden is terrible. And one of the things that they said was that the waiters are not trained and disciplined when it comes to the free breadsticks, that you're supposed to have a policy where each person at a table gets just one breadstick, and they were going chain to chain, and they did their little recon, and people were giving multiple breadsticks, and they said that's costing the company big money. I was outraged for a Wall Street firm to even dare, with all the excess that Wall Street has, to even dare weigh in on my precious, beloved Olive Garden outraged me, okay? Because when I go to the Olive Garden, I have an experience, a family experience, unlike any other. Yes, it's a table for one, but I feel like I'm in a family, all right? I feel like I'm in a family, because I'm eating, I'm eating enough for a family of five, and it's all about $12. And when you're there, so wait, you're family, right? <laughs> when I'm there, I'm family. So wait, so I go, uh, I read this, and I'm just steaming last week. Now, mind you, I'm covering the Ray Rice and Adrian Peterson stuff, but I'm getting most worked up about Olive Garden, right? So I'm defending my precious OG, and then today... In a, in a move that I just I want to fly to wherever their home bases are, the Olive Garden CEO came out and said they will not reverse their breadstick policy because why? It conveys 
Italian generosity, and that's what they're about, and I love it. Yeah, they, they heard the outrage. Now, didn't, right. that, didn't, that report, didn't that report also say that after the breadsticks have been on the table for eight minutes, they aren't as fresh? Yeah, that there's a freshness problem. Look, I, I know, I mean, Jay, you're a big foodie. I know we're not going to Il Molino when we walk into Olive Garden. This is not, you know, <laughs> Il Thomas, Molino. <laughs> Thomas Keller is not serving us. We're not going to Jolina down in Venice. Uh, this this is the Olive Garden, all right? And I know these Wall Street types. I live by them. I deal with them. They've never been in the, in the Olive Garden. They probably expect that every Italian restaurant is going to be a five-star place. Yeah. It doesn't have to be five-star. As long as I get all the salad and breadsticks in my gullet, I'm a happy guy. Here, here's, a, here's a legit question, and I'm sure it happens every single day in an Olive Garden, oh, awesome. is when they bring your drinks, your breadsticks, and, and your salad, people fill up on that and just leave. Well, they had a promotion where it was like soup, salad, yeah. and breadsticks, right, for 10 yeah, bucks they, or well, something. They've got several promotions. They had a promotion where it was $10, all the salad, soup, and breadsticks you can eat. <laughs> and I think I lived off that my first five years in Manhattan. I think that's all I ate, uh, hence the rapid weight gain. Um, but they also recently had, like, I don't want to cite it. I don't want to say it's a fact, but I think they had, like, for $100, you could have all the salad, breadsticks, and soup for a year. Okay, that might have cost them some time. I think it's a month. It's a month? All right. So, yeah, it was a month, and you could just walk in for 100 bucks, and you've got, like, you flash a card. Yeah, you you flash a card. Shrek, how did you not have that card in your wallet? (laughs) Yeah, 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 I know. It's like they removed the velvet rope. I need it. I need it. And I, and I almost hope there's one on, like, on like eBay or Amazon. Like, there's a black market card, and there's, you know, I'm sure there's fake cards. I'm sure people are just pumping out these fake cards. Really <laughs> I, I don't know if the Olive Garden made it back to Canada because they came in with a splash, opened a ton of restaurants, and then yeah. they all closed down. Yeah, they shut them down quick, and I never really understood what happened. I think there. it was mismanagement because they hired, like, 500 people per store. And, and, they like, were, what? and they were full. They were packed. I don't, I don't get that one. That was weird. Shrinks, uh, that should happens. be the next Guys, investigation. it happens in the reverse, too. I mean, look, some of the Canadian bands, uh, they come in, some of the Canadian Sports anchors come in, and they just don't resonate. They just don't resonate. <laughs> this is very true. So, so true. Those $100 oh. gift cards were for a seven-week period, all the pasta you can eat. There was a limited number of them sold, and they're going for hundreds of dollars on eBay. I want wow. one. I want one. I, want one. I don't ask for much. I don't ask for much. Uh, instead of ever giving me a birthday gift or wow. a, a holiday card, please get me that card somehow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, someone, if someone's listening who has access to, to one of those cards, we got to get that for Shrek. Uh, Peter Shrek, you follow him on Twitter. He also has a podcast. Are uh, you doing one this, this week? Yeah, I'm going to be doing one. We did a real serious one last week on Ray Rice. I don't know if I want to go that route with the Peter system. I have so many thoughts about it. Uh, I've written about it. Obviously, I've covered it. I've talked to a lot of the Vikings guys. But I would like to talk football at some point. I just don't know. I mean, it's awkward. It's like, is it too soon to actually talk football? That's what I'm paid to do. So we've got to figure that all out. And I think that's kind of the national conversation right now. On that Ray Rice podcast, um, who was uh, the first guest, a New York Times writer? Uh, no, Mike Pesca. He writes for Slate and also uh, does a lot of stuff for NPR. What did you think? He was good? Uh, he was great. But the thing is, I'm, I'm kind of smart, but he used at least four words I'd never heard before. Brilliant guy. I mean, he brilliant is. guy. He's got his own podcast called The Gist, uh, and it's daily, and it's not sports. It's like all random stuff. He did one recently on, you know, like Uber. He did one on a company that's doing it for laundry. Like, just fascinating <laughs> stuff. That, he that should is be out on there. the idiot test with that. Ben. What is, the, what is that? Ben, ben Glebe, our, our right. guest that was just yeah, on. He hosts you, a show called The Idiot he Test. He doesn't watch commercial strikes. No, um, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, also, I should mention, uh, Shregs, uh, that your podcast now, and this is big news, and I feel like we're like this, we're breaking something here, is about to be taken over production-wise, new producer, yeah. 
Mike Botticello. Yeah. Sexy wow. Mike. Just some initial thoughts on this, Shregs. Just some initial thoughts. Are you going to be able to get along? Is this going to be contentious? What do you think? Look, I, this is what I said when, it, when, I, when this email went out. I had, I had three words. <laughs> Manning to Harrison. That is the connection <laughs> that we have right here. I was thinking like <laughs> Dallas Clark. Because he didn't Dallas wear gloves, Clark neither worked. would I. 100, 100 catches yep. every year. You can go to sleep. You can put it to the bank. And we're going to be out there before the game practicing. That's what we're going to do. Double coverage, cold weather. Double coverage. We're yep. going to bring it to you. I love it. Uh, before I go, guys, I just want to give you one thing. This is from the CEO of Olive Garden. Uh, and, and this is what we got today. Ready? Quote, unquote. Olive Garden salad and breadsticks have been an icon of brand equity since 1982. We do not plan on changing a thing. Yeah, baby. End quote. It was, that's quote. good. Maybe they, this was all just a publicity stunt. Not a bad one. Yeah, that would be a great one. That would be a great publicity stunt because guess what? The OG is in my heart forever, and I don't <laughs> care if it's breadsticks or not. I'm in. You're an OG, Shregs. Thanks, buddy. Love you guys, and I, t- I take back that thing about Canada. That was me trying to be funny. It- <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. It was Canada very loves true. you, Shregs. Canada loves you. Canada loves me. I love you guys. See you, buddy. Uh, Peter Schrager, again, on Twitter. You can follow his podcast. Just go to foxsports.com. Yep. That our website? And now Mike, so Mike, you're going to be taking over. This is yeah, big. we've done a few in the past, and uh, he liked it, so he's pushing. So and but so he's going to be in New York. Guests. So you, you book guests. You yep. you get, get in the game services. show hosts, uh, stand up comedian. <laughs> I thought oh. Ben was great. Ben, ben was, was great. great. I like yeah. Ben. Uh, I thought he would. Be. We didn't know who he was. He was a wild. He was yeah. a wild. We guy. had to learn him. But good. but Pete, uh, he's going to tape it in New York in the New York studios, and whenever he's here, which is off and on, he is here a lot. Yeah. So we've done a few when he was here. Okay, so should we go check should we those give out? Jeremy Tiger to call. Got, Can we yeah. do the video first? The uh, the. Uh, I think we should save it for next week. We pushed it off we for eight I think months. We should save it for next week because, but Jim's got a got a story for us this week. Okay, let's do it. Video. Let's go. <laughs> Patrick, go. Okay, so this is a video describing how to use the internet. This is a real video yeah. that we found online. I believe one of our listeners may have sent it to us. About anything, it's really cool. The internet gave us a whole world of exciting new possibilities. So I guess... This is the only time I'm going to stop it. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Does anyone here believe that? Four seconds in. You have to stop doing that. The the boy can't say internet. (laughs) And let people come to their own conclusions. (laughs) You will quickly realize the parents love the boy. They do not like the girl. Well, that is true. This is a story of how it changed our lives. Maybe it will yours, too. With the kid's guide to the internet. Take a spin, now you're in with the techno set. You're going surfing on the internet. As Rich told you, we installed the internet on our computer just a short time ago. And I haven't been able to get the kids off it ever since. Not only do they play the typical computer games that all the kids enjoy, but their curiosity for learning has skyrocketed. It sounds like Peter is constantly quoting sports statistics, and he can tell you the best surfing spots around the globe. <laughs> Not to mention the improvement in Peter's grades and Dasha's too. <laughs> oh, Dasha, just that afterthought. Had a great impact on our lives. Rich keeps up with the stock market and our investments, and I'm Born. able to pay the bills in half the time it used to take me. And the kids are improving in their grades and the communication. Yeah, we heard about. Which makes me happy, as I would sure like them to go to college someday. (laughs) It's still cool. The program is by kids for kids, and it's not just for boys either. She hit her. Can entertain you and take you to (laughs) far locations. Shut up. And meet new people. And at the end of the tape, I'll be back to tell you how to safeguard your computer so that you can reduce your concerns about the kinds of websites your children can visit. Never can be too. Daddy visits those sites if requested. 
Though I doubt she'll be asked. Brassers. So let's get underway. Yeah. Take a spin yeah. now. You're <laughs> keep going. Oh, we gotta keep going. You're going surfing on the internet. This is an amazing video. So, what's everyone up to today? Linda <laughs> Emerson called and she asked if Dasha and Peter could help Andrew and Lisa learn about the internet. She's trying to get Bud to get the internet at home. Okay, now don't forget to keep it simple for your pals, you two. You guys have learned an awful lot, even though you've only been online a couple of Literally weeks. Literally the worst the actors part, ever. Dad. It's so easy to learn and so much fun to play on. Yeah, Dad. Peter doesn't even have to help me anymore. I did my report on the Mississippi River all by myself. Hey, you know how to spell Mississippi with one I? M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-L. I've been able to read some of my favorite cooking magazines online. I've even gotten some great gardening tips, too. No wonder you guys are always so busy on the computer. Everyone in the neighborhood hates this family. Oh, the friends are on. Here come the friends. Hi, guys. Oh, hey. Dad's just leaving, and Mom said we can have the computer all to ourselves. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Hey, Jameson. My mom wanted me to ask you guys to call her. She wants you to tell her more about the internet and why you like it. Maybe yeah, and learn you your lines? Why is the internet such a hard sell? <laughs> because this is when it just came <laughs> out. Nobody knew about it. Really want it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I'll call her. Now, you make sure Dasha and Peter show you how they've done some of their school reports and not all that cybernet stuff, okay? See you later, kids. Cybernet. Bye. See you, kids. I'm going to the whorehouse. <laughs> all right, I think we should, I think we should make this into be continued. Yeah, to be, to con okay. <laughs> because this is something we need to get into. It's 30 minutes long. That's what I mean. <laughs> this should have been a whole, be a whole podcast. Own, yeah, this should yeah. be its own podcast. If people want to YouTube it, uh, what do you uh, we'll put in Go there. to www.youtube.com. <laughs> Classic 90s, The Kid's Guide to the Internet. That uh, dad, full of rage, you can tell. Oh, oh. yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Bill's on the internet checking the stocks. He hasn't fucking invested Cy one cent. None of that cybernet stuff. What? <laughs> what? Love to read her report on the Mississippi. Oh, f oh frig. What uh, do you write about the Mississippi for a whole report? It's long. <laughs> <laughs> the Mississippi, it's long. Done. Thank God I had cybernet. <laughs> but can you do it with one eye? Oh, oh my God. That was oh. awful stuff. Yeah. <sighs> Jeremy Taggart, uh, do your kids have the internet? No dice. <laughs> we don't do the internet, internet around here. Hey, Not happen. Jeremy, I got asked a question by my oldest daughter, Sydney, uh, this week. She said, when am I going to get a cell phone? She's six. When do yeah. kids get cell phones? I don't know. No chance. Yeah, no that's what I said. Phones, no cell phones, no nothing until you can, until uh, 16 years old, you can do stuff like that. At this point... When you're in the house, there's a there's there's a there's no computer. But if if there was a computer, it would be in one room in the kitchen, and you could look at your stuff there. You, so you can't get up to shenanigans. Mm -hmm. And now all those the uh, those 3DSs and all the little game things, they all can get online on those things anyway. So you got to keep your eye on them on those too, because yeah. it just takes like you know talking to their friend down the street. Next thing you know, there's some creep who says he's you know 12 years old, but he's not. Yeah. And, and like, but then how do you deal with the kids come home? They're like, oh, little uh, little Mike Botticello has a has a new iPhone six. Yeah, that's it. You gotta just cool like kid. you gotta give them the reality of like you're trying to you know uh, compare uh, what someone has, and that's it. You know, there's no big deal. You just I you just got to live by the idea of, like, just because they have something doesn't mean you have to have it. Like, I know the response to that. 
Say it. Then you tell, I always tell a horrific tale of some kid who got killed. <laughs> or, or you just say, <laughs> or you just say, you know, it's always that. You say Mike got a cell phone because he's got bad parents. You just say that. There was a guy right. with Throw glasses, them. like Paul Beeston glass. <laughs> and he looked at it and he just took the kid away and put him in his trunk. <laughs> Paul Beeston himself, it might have been. Yeah, well, he has like the wheels glasses from Degrassi Junior High. <laughs> You're obsessed with the Wheels Dad Twitter account, aren't you? Well, because it's so brilliantly hilarious <laughs> and dark. It is, it is very dark. dark. It is so dark. It is pretty dark. Yeah, it yeah. is pretty dark. Oh, and an update. Uh, last week uh, we mentioned how my uh, Instagram wasn't working. I've got actual Instagram. I'm a BlackBerry now. Yes. And uh, I follow Jeremy. He's a great Instagrammer. Yeah, Jeremy's awesome on it. You- hey, <laughs> uh, I got, a, I got a, a quick uh, dad tale for you guys. Oh, really? Okay, <laughs> yeah. that sounds good just came to me as because it's that time of year playoffs is about to start you guys are in a better position down there in california than us here up in the northeast in toronto particular the al east is pretty much a wash and we're yeah. done yeah. yeah but uh remember the drive of 85 guys sure. you guys remember that yeah. 85 jays my favorite jays team of all time 99 wins you know, they, they, they got all the way. They got all you know, the they way. They crushed everybody. They won the division by two games, and then, like, 15, I think, was third. But my, my dad was, like, right into that <laughs> that year, and he was, like, hardcore because they were just crushing everybody. And he's like, okay, if it's, this is the time to jump on the bandwagon, this is year <laughs> nine, I think, of the Jays, or year season, uh, well, Eight they started or, seven, yeah, seven, seven, so, yeah. Seven. yeah. So, so they were uh, just getting going. He's like, okay, let's do this. Get some champagne, I think, around the third game of the, you know, because they were up three games to to Kansas City because yep. they crushed their way through the AL East, and he brought home champagne and he was watching the games and then he started get he started getting upset <laughs> about, about about the the commentating. He felt that uh, uh, who was it? Uh, was it Fergie Oliver. Fergie, Fergie Oliver and uh, uh, Tony Kubek. You, was that who it was? I, I know I it was Fergie. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, Tony Kubek, I think. He, he just kind of had like a bias toward the other team always, <laughs> towards him. And it started burning my dad up a bit. And then Bobby Cox started doing some crazy stuff in the moves. And then once they lost momentum and, and started losing games, he, he, uh, the, the champagne just got thrown in the garbage. <laughs> what? Really? Unopened? And he just kind of like went into a darkness for like three or four days. And he ever since, like he never really liked the Jays. When they won those two World Series, he hated it because really? he was still angry about it. <laughs> so he's, he's only started to come around a little bit like last year when they rebuilt a little bit and he saw them spending some money. But he's like at that point again where he's just like, why did I why invest my time again? Now that, they're, just, now that they're probably not going to make it. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was it was a dastardly season, and and he, yeah, here he is again. Uh, we came this far this year, like it seemed yeah. like we had it, the momentum, and then at the end of July they didn't really do anything, and we've lost that player morale. I think they kind of tightened up the pockets at Rogers. It's a scary situation, boys. I had an uh, not an argument, but a discussion with one of our good friends from TSN, Rick Hodgson, after my birthday party that we went to, Jeremy, and and yes. he said. And I said, well, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline. He's like, well, what are they going to do? Like, you're not going to trade away any of these good young guys. And, and I no. was like, no, I didn't want to do that. But I, just something, some move. Like, because you could just tell, and Bautista just came out and said it, yeah. that it 
demoralized, sort of deflated the entire clubhouse because they did nothing and other teams did do something. Well, because they said that a few weeks prior that they didn't want to take on money, so the players kind of got a gruff about that, but just the fact that, yeah, they they didn't do anything, like maybe a bullpen move or just something. Just some token move. Everybody was doing everything, and they weren't doing anything. It's just momentum has changed, and I I guess everybody's kind of waiting to see what happens with Cabrera, but if... If they don't pay him, you know someone else will, yeah. and that's it. Like you got guarantees the fact that there's no money anymore there. They've spent it all on the NHL well, package. Those commercial. I saw a commercial with Kiprios and PK Subban. I wanted to slip my wrists out. <laughs> Why? What happened? What's the commercial? What the it, it's supposed to be funny, and it's horrific. Oh, oh no. That's oh. not good. Not well, good I was anyone. watching the Jays the other day, and a Sports Then NHL commercial came on, and I wanted to slip my wrists. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Not because Sportsnet has the NHL, but because Nick and, and PK should not be doing they it. Didn't, they didn't really sell the They ad. didn't deliver. They didn't deliver that, the uh, laughs. <laughs> I think your dad jumping off the ship uh, for the after the 85 season, that's that's heartbreaking because, again, how you blow that lead. But uh, you So getting back to picking up players, that team, you had bats on the bench that you could call upon in pinch hitting situations where it's not a guy who hits 200. Yeah. Same with the, the World Series winning teams, 92-93. You have bench players that can hit. But those well, teams in 92-93, they did go out and get guys. Yeah. They spent, well, that's the thing. It's like we came like 80% of the way, and then they didn't go the extra 20, you know, and that's, yeah. that's the concern. And I don't know. I just think I, I hope that doesn't reflect on, on the Leafs as well. You know, like they, they hired an analyst. Or an analytics guy, does that mean like they're going to save money? Is that what that yeah. means? But that, no, that's just the trendy thing to do now. Like every team is doing it, hiring an analytics guy in the NHL. Oh, man. But that's like, is that the new, like, uh, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain thing to do, yeah, basically? Pretty like, much. Oh, yeah. you know, like, like the guy really the Leafs hired is, he was the Sue Greyhounds GM, right? And he's like yeah. tw- 14 years old or something? <laughs> well, he's like, fa- he's famous for making, getting blood from a stone, basically. You're right. Right. So, like the Billy Bean of hockey. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. That's kind of the new trend. That. So uh, now what are they going to do? Like put change in Dion's left pocket and then like make one of them walk different. Well, the <laughs> other thing that was interesting uh, last week, not to uh, talk about Toronto teams constantly. We apologize to everyone in the rest of the country, but yeah, sorry. Um, no, I but, live here. I'll take the hit. No, but but <laughs> but I th- the thing I thought was interesting was the Tim Laiwicki comments. He spoke to some students at Ryerson or something and said that our team is in the Leafs has players who have good stats but bad personalities or something yeah. like that? Yeah, like, no, and then he like, tried to yeah, backtrack. You have, right. you have guys that have like numbers that are off the charts but terrible uh, character. terrible character. Right. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. So you're talking know about was... Phil, obviously? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't. Well, he's kind of zero personality. How yeah. could he even have any kind of a conflict with anybody? He just De- scores goals. Talking about no one Dion? Has Eats chips and scores goals. That light wiki thing was so weird. The the news was broke by uh, Elliot Freeman. Yeah, he's going somewhere. He goes, I'm not going anywhere. End of the week. See you later. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he did. He said that like, no, I'm not. No. I'm here to it. stay. You're going to wreck it for me. You're going to wreck it. <laughs> so long, chumps. Hey, uh, Jeremy, quick question, and I'm putting you on the spot a bit. Have you watched uh, jo- uh, the new season of Trailer Park Boys on Netflix at all? Season 8. No, yeah. I haven't. I hear it's really funny, though. I just watched the first episode. It was great. But now, is Jonathan in this season? Because I know you do the Taggart and Torrance podcast, which you can check yeah. out on SoundCloud. Uh, but I didn't see him in the first episode. Is he? Is he 
coming up later? Yeah, he's there. Oh, he's definitely nice. there. Okay, yeah, he, good. I think it. As I know that uh, it got to the point where on season nine, which they they just finished taping, he actually is directing episodes wow. and writing Sweet. writing this season nine. So they're get it's getting uh, better and better. Right. Taggart, did you play any gigs with uh, Sandbox? Uh, I do believe we did a couple of shows with Sandbox back in the day. Yeah, nice. I do remember that. I do have that CD. Mike Smith <laughs> used to, to party back then, and he parties now, and he was all-time then, and he's all-time now. <laughs> That's awesome. Love hearing that. <laughs> Jeremy Taggart, Canadian rock legend, thanks for joining us. Thank you, fellas. See you, buddy. Bye. Uh, we just have to uh, turn the mic over to our good friend and uh, spiritual guru, engineer <laughs> Jim, because I asked uh, Jim to, to come with a story this week because we've been getting a lot of tweets from people who are missing your stories on the podcast. Yeah, so um, I have a good one about Stevie Ray Vaughan. Actually. Oh, yes. Legend. Yeah, I worked with him on the Live Alive record uh, when he was really deep partying crazy stuff, you know. And uh, we got along great, great guy. Um, they would play shows all along the West Coast, Phoenix, San Francisco, and they'd finish up the shows, they'd fly from whatever venue they played at back to L.A., come to the studio, record all night, leave at like 8 o'clock in the morning, get on a flight, fly back to like, you know, wherever, Seattle, play the show, get on a plane, come back, fly, you know, play all night. It was crazy. And just after we did that, that's when he collapsed and, you know, went into rehab and all that stuff. And he had the stomach ulcer and all that. And uh, all the guys in the band were kind of in rough shape. Tommy Shannon's back was all thrown out. I mean, they, they were killing themselves coming whoa, coming back and forth. <laughs> right. But um, got through the record. It was a great time. We had a great time making it. Uh, cut to a couple of years later, and uh, we're making uh, a Bob Dylan record under the Red Sky. And Bob wants to have Stevie play in the band. So he calls him up, asks him to come out, and Stevie says, Hey, I'd like to do it with my brother. So the band is Stevie Ray Vaughan, Jimmy Vaughn, David Lindley, Don Was was producing it. He's playing bass, Kenny Arnoff on drums, just like the most insane band. And uh, by now, I have a great relationship with Stevie. And he flies in, and he gets to the studio the day. He goes straight from the airport to the studio, and he shows up with his brother. And he's like, oh, man, Jim, this is great. I'm so excited that you're here. You're going to be working on the record. And I'm like, oh, man, you know, it's great to see you. I can't believe this. He's like, look, I'm flipping out. It's Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I, I'm afraid I'm going to get canned off the gig like is he gonna like my playing am i gonna be good enough for bob dylan you know I, i'm not worried about my brother he's amazing and they introduced me to jimmy and who was just the salt of the earth amazing player and uh i'm like you're freaking stevie, stevie ray Vaughan. what are you talking about <laughs> you know and it was unbelievable to see the insecurity you know uh, that everybody had being around Dylan because yeah, yeah. he was such a heavyweight. Yeah, you know? yeah. And uh, so we're we're making the record, and the first day we, we you know we track a bunch of songs, and the way the record was made was kind of interesting. Bob would just kind of play some riffs and sing some ideas, and 
they would jam out a song for like 30 minutes and then uh don would kind of uh, cut down the song and kind of make a song out of it. Wow. And it was a little weird. <laughs> it wasn't his best received record. <laughs> no, no, that's but, true. But but it was it was all right. And honestly, if they had just let the songs be the jams, he could have done like a whole box set of just like these thirty minute jams. And right. there's parts there where guys were trying to find their way through the songs. But to take these amazing moments and cut it down to like, okay, here's a four and a half minute song, it just kind of lost something. Right. But the the greatest thing was to be to be in a room with all these yeah, heavyweight unreal. cats, unreal. right? Yeah. And we're making the record and everything, and we go to do the overdubs, and and Stevie's like, well, you know, uh, it'd be great if my brother played solos on these songs, and I'll play lead on these, and. Bob was like, okay, yeah, you know, we'll do that. But, you know, it'd be really great. Can you play some lead guitar on these couple of songs? Let's just try this. Okay, great. So we set them up, and we're all sitting in the control room, and they're going to have Stevie come in and stand behind the board, you know, and do his overdubs. And and the control room's probably three times the size of this room and the big console, big back area, and the couches, and all these superstars are all hanging around in the room you know and stevie's walking around playing his guitar and it's blistering loud in the control room like with him trying to get the feel of the guitar you know uh um you know it's one thing to stand in front of your amp and feel the amp react to your touch it's another thing when you're trying to stand in a control room and make the studio speakers have that same reaction, right. you know? So it takes a, a bit of work to get that feeling. And it also takes a bit of work to find a sweet spot in the room, you know? Anyways, I'm running the tape machine. I'm punching Stevie in and out and he's walking around the room trying to get comfortable. And all these guys, everyone's looking at him and it's like, okay, uh, Don goes, so Stevie, you know, uh, are you comfortable? Is it okay that you're in here playing in here with all of us? Does it feel all right? And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, and he looks at me and he goes, Jim, where are you going to be? And I'm like, I'm sitting right here, Stevie. I'm running the tape machine. He goes, okay, great. Wherever you are, I am. Wow. And he literally stood where this microphone is, that close to my face. And he did all the guitar overdubs with his guitar right in my face, right like that. It was awesome. Wow. That is awesome experience. Wow. Where, where does he rank? Where does Stevie Ray Vaughan rank as far as uh, guitar players that you've witnessed? Uh, I, you know, he easily could be the greatest. You know, yeah. I don't, you know, I... I have so much love for Slash. He's like a member of my family, and the guy's a phenomenal guitar player. But even like, you know, working with Ry Cooter and David Lindley and, uh, oh, geez, so, so many great and a lot of session guitar players. This guy, Michael Landau, I did a bunch of stuff with. He's really good. You but know. I can't believe you were in the same room. Yeah. Oh my oh god, my that's god. crazy! And and he obviously just he just had a vibe off of you that, so did, that made him comfortable. The right? first time we met, when he was doing live alive, um, you know he had all his amps and all that stuff stayed out on tour, so he said, "Hey, these are the kind of amps I use. This is what I want." We rented all that stuff and we had it at the studio waiting for him. 
Well, he shows up and he's got Lenny with him, you know, the D guitar, the yeah. SRV guitar, you know. And he hands it to me and he goes, go get me a sound, will you? And I'm like, holy shit. You know, Amazing. Yeah, it, it blew my mind. Yeah. And uh, he let me play it and dial in his amp and all oh, that wow. stuff. And I'm out and we had set it up in this big, huge warehouse. And we kind of tried to duplicate the sound of what it would be like on stage. Like he, he played and sang and we did a lot of um, overdubs with him where he had... Uh, we had a big PA system set up so the bleed would kind of sound like the bleed from his live microphone, you know? Right. And uh, it was the coolest thing, the fact that he let me even touch his guitar, but the fact that he was like, here, go get me a sound. I was like, holy shit. You and know? he just met you, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, we completely hit it off. I guess, you know, I play a little, but, you know, I'm I'm like a joke compared to somebody <laughs> like him, you know? But the fact that I was able to uh, get something close that he liked, I think he connected with that. Right. And, uh, of course, you know, he then he did his own thing with it and, you know, got this insane tone out of it. And, uh, and, and after that, you know, we connected. Even when he left our studio, once we were done all the overdubs and mixing, uh, when he went to do the post-production for the video portion of that record... Um, he asked me to go with him to the post-production studios to kind of just be with him. So huh. it was really cool. You were like part of his entourage. Yeah. There was, uh, I was listening, I don't know, what some oldies rock station here in L.A., and they were talking about Stevie Ray Vaughan, and the guy comes on after a Stevie Ray Vaughan song. This was last week. He's like, the last time I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan, it looked like he just stuffed two pieces of chalk up his nose. Like, he says oh, he was yeah. just like out of it because it was just like coming out of his nose, the Coke. It, he was exactly that way when we were doing the Live Alive record. It wow, was wow. unbelievable. You know, the, the whole deal with him putting a bunch of blow in a glass of Crown Royal and just drinking what? it. What? Oh, yeah. He was... <laughs> Instant, wow. instant party. Yeah, no wonder why his stomach was Crowning bleeding. Coke, yeah, you know? no kidding. Oh God, it was it was crazy. It wow. was that was a crazy time. But uh, when we did Dylan's record, he had gotten sober and really got his life together, and he was he was in great great spirits and in a great place. Then. You need to put out a book. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say oh, yeah. you. I I asked you for a story. You exceeded my expectations. That is unreal by far. Uh, I'll tell I'll tell you what. So I, you know, he he's like one of my all time idols. I mean, I just go yeah. nuts over the guy. And so meeting him was so huge for me. And uh, trying to keep it together and everything. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, so uh, my brother-in-law was still alive but he got in a horrible motorcycle accident and passed away he's my age and this was back in 2000 and he was a huge stevie ray vaughn fan and uh connected with me and talked to him on the phone from the studio oh, cool. and it was a really cool thing uh in his grave with him uh, I have a signed CD from Stevie Ray Vaughan that he <laughs> autographed that I put in with him. That's you know, cool. To, so he could have some tunes to take with <laughs> him. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. That's so, awesome. And, yeah. and by the way, um, it's funny because 
you told that whole story, and then you just casually mentioned that you worked on a Dylan record. So I, I want to ask you about Dylan, but I want to save that. Yeah, yeah. sure, I yeah. Save that because that's like I, I could just talk to you about. Oh, that I got for some four hours. unbelievable Dylan oh, stuff. God, it's Blow amazing. your mind. Yeah, amazing. So I love it. Things yeah. we've learned. Uh, Engineer Jim has awesome stories about musicians that I, I can't wrap my head around. Um, Mike needs to poop more. <laughs> yeah. I'm to start counting. Well, yeah, you, need you to, shouldn't have to. I don't really have think problems. No poop it's not like on every green. day. I don't, don't know. have problems. I, I think you should just. Your goal this year should be to poop every day. That's it. Yeah. Uh, I would, if I had a book, that Patrick would be. Patrick and I have got no problems. Yeah. But you guys have <laughs> have buried your beef. We never had a beef. Whoa. No beef. <laughs> we had no beef. Oh, not that. I didn't mean like that. Weird way to put it. I didn't mean like a sexual euphemism. <laughs> um, make sure you That's watch the, good one, the idiot test with uh, Ben. Um, we are going to sound like idiots when you listen to this podcast because we. Probably should have got those very easily. Yeah, we really messed those. I can't believe we said the months. Like, we really screwed the months one up bad. <laughs> I tweeted yeah. the video, the internet video already. People started watching it. Shrags watched it. And he requested a gif of the, hey, Andrew, what's up? And <laughs> <laughs> Cristiano Simonetta already turned it around. And <laughs> <laughs> That's so, amazing. Chris Cristiano. Here's how you. bad I... Good job, Cristiano. So Big I, fan I look at this gif with the... Uh, with the, the words there, hey, Andrew, what's up? <laughs> That's I, so good. I have no idea how I would go about doing that. No idea. I have no we're, clue. We're old. Do you know? Other people. Do you know how? To, young people can do Do you know how to do that? Absolutely not. <laughs> Are you kidding? Not even a clue. Not even a clue. Okay. Uh, and uh, Michael Vader killing it. And uh, I got to say, Vader, you got us the coldest, most delicious yerba mates today. <laughs> And uh, I think this is one of the better podcasts we've done in a long time. Oh, and uh, definitely a uh, shout out to Eric Hamilton put together that track on that that phenomenal. Intro. Oh yeah, so that was him. great. He uh, killed it. That he works great. with Diplo and the Mad Decent folks. Uh, they're on tour right now. They're playing Canada, uh, Vancouver actually, uh, the twenty sixth at uh, Peony Amphitheater. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Peony. Okay. And they're they're uh, at Surrender in Vegas. Uh, Pretty much every Sunday. Surrender. Yeah. It was a great pool, pool party. Yeah. yeah. It's not a pool Dan party, will go and just watch. We got invited to Vegas. I'm doing I, just about I anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, for Andrew, a Red Bull up? thing. What's up? We can't go outside my daughter's birthday party. Yeah, I can't go. Well, you, why don't you go? Can't. Oh, okay. Mother-in-law's in town. Oh, okay. Is she coming to the birthday party? I think so. Perfect. <laughs> it's going to be weird. <laughs> hey, everyone. Here's my mother-in-law. What a wall. This wall is so awesome. Yeah. Trailer Park Boys. Uh, Jim, again, thank you. Vader, thank you. Mike Botticello, thank you. And Patrick. Uh, yeah, that's the <laughs> yeah. song. There it is. Peter Schrager, thank you. Jeremy yeah. Taggart, yeah. Uh, thank you. And uh, Ben Glee. Ben Glee, great job, Ben. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. And uh, send us your tweets. We like getting your tweets. Yeah. And, uh, and go to DraftKings. Oh, yeah. DraftKings. JDP, uh, enter the promo code. JDP, when you make your first deposit, you will receive a $2 satellite entry ticket into the Millionaire Maker Contest for free. DraftKings.com, use promo code JDP. Thanks, guys. I'd like to make a deposit. <laughs> no wonder you guys are always so busy on the computer. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home. Hey, Andrew, what's up? <laughs> <laughs>